At KeyBank, we understand what you need to run a middle market company. We bring a team of strategists and problem solvers to design and deliver solutions critical to your business's success. KeyBank offers industry expertise, investment banking and capital markets, payment automation, loans and lines of credit, plus equipment financing. Connect with your local KeyBank team. Learn more at key.com slash commercial. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. We welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here on the Grit Daily Startup Show. We love to talk about the world of startup on this show, the good, the bad, and what we like to call the gritty. So I'm curious to learn what your experience has been in the world of startup. But before we get into all that, let's back up a little bit and help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you uh, and your backstory and what really brought you to present day with what you're working on. Sure, no worries. So um, I started Spectrum Tuition when I was 18 years old. So I just finished high school. And um, the way it all started was uh, my brother had taught me the year before, um, you know, get through uh, my mathematics in year 12. And all throughout, he was one of those brilliant people who um, always scored really, really well. And 20 years ago, um, tuition wasn't really a thing. Now it's now it's a lot more prominent in uh, in students' lives. However, twenty years ago, it wasn't it wasn't really a thing. And um, back then, with especially in the migrant community, um, so I'm of a Vietnamese background. Um, if there was somebody in their community who had who had done as well as what my brother did, um, a lot of our family friends would want their children to emulate that particular person. So uh, at one stage, my brother was teaching about 30 students alongside his dental science degree, and he was um, just tutoring them all sort of one-on-one. And, you know, and it just got a little bit too much. And my parents had an office Um he didn't want to turn those students away. So my parents had an office. We just partitioned them into, into uh, different rooms. I was teaching a few. He was teaching a few. We got a few other tutors. And then by the time I finished uh, my university degree, um, we had about 300 students. And I was at a bit of a crossroads as to what um, I would do after my degree. And, you know, I was studying commerce at the time. So I was studying to become an accountant. And uh, and I thought, well, why, rather than um, you know go and work for somebody else, why don't I learn how to teach properly um, and uh, and and make something of this business where I already had customers? So then I went to do my teaching rounds, and that's when I really discovered the inequalities that existed in education systems, not only here but all around the world. So um, you know, a lot of people they just they just assume that um, you know the schools will have a set curriculum that they follow. However, it really is up to the individual teacher to decide what they do in that particular week. And a lot of a lot of uh, parents don't really know this. Um, so what I what I found was just you know a stark 
um, inequality that existed between uh, different different schools and within the same school as well, within different classrooms. So, um, you know, especially when it came to mathematics. So what I found was that, um, you know, it really depended on on, on what the, the teacher felt like doing that particular day. So I found that within mathematics classes, um, one day they would teach addition, the day, the day after that they would teach capacity, the day after that they would teach fractions, the day after that they would teach, you know, measurement and it was just a bit all over the shop and and I know that that's just not how you teach maths that's not how you learn maths maths is building blocks and so um and I, and I guess leading up to that point I didn't know where my place was I was thinking I was an 18 year old um you know why are parents bringing their kids to me I was really really inexperienced but you know that that was that was what what really showed me um, that what I was doing was was really needed. And so then I went back to my staff after those experiences, and uh, and we rebuilt the curriculum from scratch, from grade prep all the way up to year twelve. And we've been refining it for the past twenty two years. <clears throat> and um, and yeah, and that's 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 how it's all started, and uh, and and that's where we are today. Amazing. And uh, so, so you've had the company since you were 18 years old. Yes. Amazing. So, well, there's always a, you know, for, for people to figure out education based solutions, especially when it comes to finances is, is, is always vital. And I, I believe it will continue to be, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, tuition really wasn't a thing back then, but it really is now. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's clear that you've created a solution that's got some longevity to it because there's a big need for it. So, what are you guys excited about for in twenty twenty three? Oh, so really excited about um, about the online uh, component of our system because we were able to uh, to to build a curriculum from scratch from grade prep to year twelve, and it all aligns with the curriculum, and it's all sequenced in a way that makes sense for students to learn. So we're just building on blocks as opposed to just doing random things. Um, which is what a lot of students would be would would be experiencing. Um, you know, we're really excited because we were able over the COVID period, what we were able to do was um is is uh, um, just systematize that that whole process. So we were able to build online videos um, around our curriculum. And so what we were able to do during that period as well was um, you know, to be able to to get into school. So, and and to be able to to um, yeah just systematize that whole process. So um, we went after after we built these videos. I approached one of the schools that that we uh, operate our tuition services from, and um, and at the time, like prior to that, I'd had a conversation with the parent uh, with the with the principal around um, around the need to have these lockstep videos um, for their students. And um, because he was concerned himself about how um, how math- mathematics in particular was being was being taught within within the schools, um, a lot of the teachers he was saying was he, they were just relying on YouTube videos because they didn't really understand the mathematics themselves. And so then, what we were able to do was we had a pilot class where we um, gave our assessment to twenty five year seven students. And we found that the range of abilities was anywhere 
from year three to year eight within that one year seven class. And, and this is what teachers have to deal with day in, day out. There's this thing called a six, there's a six year spread within every single classroom. And here in, here in, uh, here in Australia, we've got a lot of composite classrooms. So that means that we've got um, a mixture of year levels. So we've got year five and year six in within one class. And within that year five class, there would be a six year spread. Within the year, year six class, there would be a six year spread. So, you know, teachers, are really, really spread thin around what they're doing. And so what we're able to do in this particular class was after providing, um, after assessing the students' levels of ability, we were able to give videos to students at their point of challenge. And so then, um, you know, students were learning at their own pace and at their own time. So, you know, you can imagine a student in year um, who's been assessed at a year three level, who's in year seven, you know, how much engagement there would be at the, you know, in, in their maths classes. And so, you know, students who are at a year three level would barely know how to add or, or subtract. And so, and so being in a year seven class, they're learning algebra and they're learning, you know, quite advanced maths. So, these students were finally able to learn maths at their level, and um, and so the teacher acted more as a facilitator, and um, and so they were able to instead of dealing with twenty five students at all different levels, they were able to just you know work with a small group of students, and while the other students were engaged with these with these video lessons, and you know and that's what I'm really really excited about because. Um, you know, being with with education being so inconsistent, and with um, with teacher shortages being you know rife all around the world, especially after COVID, you know we can offer a solution to uh, to schools that don't necessarily um, you know that 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 don't necessarily have a solution for individualized learning um, in the way that we can provide them. Amazing. So when it comes to the world of startup, what would you say, and you've been in business for, for, for a minute now, what, what would you say the hardest part of the startup process is? Oh, just persistence, I suppose. Um, you know, that grit, like what, what we're talking about, um, just not being able to, to, to give up. I mean, I've got a lot of franchisees who are starting and, um, and, you know, when they, when they get started, um, you know, they've just got a few students. And so it's just about overcoming that initial hurdle of, um, of of self doubt and um and just and just constantly believing in your own abilities and just pushing forward you know because I was saying to them the other day you know you can be scared and you can run away or you can be or you can be scared and just do it anyway you know especially when it comes to franchising because it's different when 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 it comes to franchising because you know they ha- they haven't started their brand themselves there's a, there's an element of um of uh, of of being averse to that risk that's why you get involved with a franchise system it's a proven system you know but even then you can't just rest on your laurels you need to you need to push you need to hustle you you still need to go out there and and make sure that uh, every every single person is being serviced in the in, you know to the standard that you want them to be and so um yeah it's it's just about you know constantly pushing forward trying out new things and um and yeah and just not giving up Amazing. Love it. And I couldn't agree with that more. Well, it's been so great to learn more about you and what you've built. And I want to, you're clearly deeply passionate about what you do, which is always important in the world of startup and business in general. So I want to encourage you to keep up the great work and uh, you're clearly doing work that matters. And you you mentioned something about your franchisees. So this thing continues to grow. So uh, keep rocking and rolling as I always like to encourage people to do. Uh, Any final thoughts for our listeners? 
No, uh, I, I, you know, for anybody who is thinking of starting a business, um, just systematize from the from the the first day. Um, anything that can be replicated, you know, just make sure that you're developing a system. I remember when I was when I was building my franchise system, and I went to franchise expos, and this was after about fifteen years of being in business. You know, um, I went to the franchise expo, and they said, you know, every business should be built to be a franchise model because you even if you don't become a franchise you need to systematize everything so that you know if you were to sell it you uh you have a recipe for your buyer to follow and so that's an exit strategy for you and i just thought that that is just such that was such great advice because i've got a lot of friends who are in business but then they are they are the 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 main person and and all the information is stuck in their own heads and so then you know when they if they are to sell the business they probably wouldn't be able to get the price that they want because they don't come with the business. You know, um, their, their recipes have to come with the business. So they have to write everything down, document using so a lot of free tools out there like Trello and Loom. Um, you know, you can systematize using using such simple tools. And, and that way, when you are ready to exit, you can give the buyer something really, really valuable and you don't have to go along with, with the sale. Love it. Great final thoughts. Well, thanks again for your time and and for being on the show. We sure do appreciate it and wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much, Sebastian. You've got it. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by Grit Daily com, the premier startup news hub. More information at gritdaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for You app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.